Welcome to Tunnel Talk, a no facts, all feelings wrestling podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. I got some that faces was, during that. Was it, it because was of tunnel really trauma? low energy? It was, <laughs> well. the, it was the most low energy I've ever heard you. <laughs> yeah. Should was, I redo it? No, you, I, I think can redo that, it. I, no, because I think that the listeners will like being having a moment where they're like, are they holding her hostage? Is she, <laughs> is she being forced to be here? <laughs> usually you really attack it with you, some yeah, gusto. Yeah, usually you're yeah. like, welcome to Tunnel Talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> this time you were just like, welcome oh, to God. Tunnel Talk. Oh, God. Is it because... I did get some Allie, very alarmed looks during that. I was like, what am I doing wrong? Is is it because like in your heart, you know, like that's the last time you're going to be able to stay Tunnel Talk <laughs> because they're gone now? I think... I think I'll say it again, but I think I knew we were about to have a pretty hard conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast formerly known as Tunnel and the po- and to be known as what the 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 big big screen podcast? Oh, big <laughs> glittery screen podcast. Oh, one of our listeners it came up screen with a slander. really funny. Yeah, who was that? That was R W B so cute on Twitter came up with screen slander, which is oh, it's yeah. pretty good. This is pretty Hello. good. <laughs> I do feel like we're asking for a lawsuit when you put the word slander right in the title, but I like it. <laughs> Sue me, baby. I'm into it. Um, well, let's talk about the new set. So this was, we had our, uh, the new set debuted in the show at Seattle yesterday. What did you guys think of the new look? There were things about it that I liked and there were things mm-hmm. about it that definitely seemed like too glitzy and like shiny <laughs> like okay. i didn't like i didn't like the backstage area where they like like they, they did stood with renee i was like this is terrible that lighting God. is terrible oh, I, I didn't even the, notice i didn't that notice that it was either different i feel like i didn't notice a I'm lot because like i was like <laughs> i don't i'm i was kind of like not a big fan and then on twitter people were like posting screenshots and being like look how much better like the crowd is lit and i was like oh yeah that is better and then i was like i didn't even <laughs> think about it but you're right yeah um yeah, like I liked the commentary table a lot. I thought it looked cool. The commentary yeah. table was great. I thought the ramp was great. Yeah, I guess the screens I, I'm a little on the fence about. Like they were yeah. fine, but like well, a little busy for me. I don't know. I liked it during the entrances, like when the wrestler's graphic was on it. But I think the real issue for me is that I don't like the color blue that is like the like base color that they're using. Like when nothing else is happening, it's like this, I don't even like peacock blue that I really, I don't really like at all. So. Yeah, I think maybe my expectations were a little too because people were like, "There's going to be a redesign. It's going to look so much better," but it still looks like a pro wrestling set. So, like yeah. to me, it was kind of like, "Oh, I thought it was going to look like good, but it looks fine," <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is mean. I think my only concern, which I know I've been really annoying because I've said it a million times, my only concern was that things were going to get really, really bright and like that whenever I see clips from WWE, which I don't watch, so don't come at me and be like, it's not like that. But whenever I see them, it looks so bright in there that I just, I want to hide, like instinctively. (laughs) I'm like, you can't make me go near all that light. So I was really worried that's what was going to happen. And the second, it still looked like pretty dark regardless of how things are lit i just mean like the vibe is like there's lots yeah. of black i was like that's fine okay yeah great. <laughs> trevor go. dame trevor dame on twitter said something about like there was a lot of like quick cuts that he didn't love but i like mm. even once he he said it in the middle of the show and i tried paying attention to it and i was like that it seems normal i don't really have yeah i didn't really notice that either but also like again i hadn't really noticed that the crowd was better lit and stuff so i like do not feel confident in my noticing abilities i feel like at a certain point, it's like, if you don't really notice, how bad can it be? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> true. Right. Right. Very true. I'm right. sure if you've watched a lot more wrestling, it makes sense that you have more developed opinions about stuff like camera cuts. Yeah. But after two years, I, I 
I'm barely beginning to engage yeah. with that kind of. <laughs> I've just learned the visual language we're working with here. It's like I can't get into like whatever New Japan is doing. Like that's not in my visual lexicon at all. So I know. there's a limit to how many things I can discuss in this language. <laughs> uh, you guys want to talk about the the actual wrestling? Oh, do you have nice holidays? I didn't ask. Well, we don't have to talk about it, but you can tell me if you want. I do. I should pre-warn that I adopted a kitten. And oh, yes. she is a huge troublemaker. And in fact, mm-hmm. behind me right now, she's playing with quite the noisy toy. So um, if you hear some background noise from my mic, it is because there's a monster. And I apologize <laughs> in advance. And if I have to abruptly say, stop fighting, it's because uh, her older sister is cranky. Do you want to tell? It's just going to mute that all out. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell our listeners who your new kitten's favorite wrestler is? Oh my God, it's Brian Danielson. What the fuck? <laughs> she she was Dolly. she was up in the cat tree and she was asleep. And then Brian Danielson's music hit. She <laughs> climbed out of the cat tree, jumped on my desk, and then stood on top of my office chair and had her face craned at the TV and was watching it avidly. I have a picture of it that I can like post. And I'm like, You should, yeah. Why is this happening? Like she's like, I've been waiting for the American Dragon <laughs> to come out and, like, and finally. Dolly, Dolly, in this house, we don't respect Brian Danielson. So, <laughs> well, I, maybe Dolly is like in the house of the podcast. We do. She's a member of yeah. Tunnel Talk. You know, yeah. she's loyal to us, not you, Leah. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Once, you're gonna have to process that on your own time. <laughs> yeah. Once when I was a kid, our childhood cat. So I was like a child, and me and my brothers were watching like Saturday morning cartoons. And do you remember like the Heathcliff? like Garfield cartoon Mm -hmm. like about cats well our childhood cat like walked in the room right as that cartoon started sat in my dad's chair stared at the television for the 30 minutes the cartoon was on and then as the end credits hit got up and left the room (laughs) (laughs) it was very like all right (laughs) what do they know what do they know okay well that was a that was a good holiday check-in let's talk about best friends you guys want to talk about best friends yeah yeah Best friends are maybe doing a storyline, but oh my God. I think all of us are a little scared to commit to the idea <laughs> that it is an actual storyline. It might turn into nothing at any moment. Could dissipate. Yeah. So they competed in the uh, $300,000 King Kong Trios trilogy. <laughs> Remember what this was called, and I didn't write it right here, on Rampage a couple weeks ago. OC got eliminated by Kip. And then uh, on Dynamite that week, Kip said that because he eliminated OC, he should get a title shot. But Trent said that because he eliminated Kip, he's the one who should, who should get the title shot. He said this with a little, there's a little attitude. Yeah. Um, and so OC said, okay, you can have the title shot. So OC and Trent fought, fought each other. They're friends, but they, <laughs> they fought each other uh, last week on Rampage. Is, yes. Can that be right? Yes. yes. And it got a little heated. It did. Yeah. OC was pretty aggro, actually. Like, he was, like, really coming into it. And then, but I don't think he meant to, like, piss off Trent as much as he did in the end. Yeah. He had, like, a look on his face that was, like, a little bit, like, aren't I a little shit? Like, like, he was (laughs) doing annoying, he was doing annoying stuff, but in a cat way. You know, where he was like, I am fucking with you because I've known you a very long time. And I know what will get on your nerves and I'm going to do it. And so it did sort of seem like when he actually did piss Trent off, he was like, oh, oh, you mad? Yeah. Yeah. And so there was, there was a, yeah, there was, I don't remember exactly. I think there was definitely something going on where like he was 
Trent was being like, take this seriously. And OC mm-hmm. was being like, I absolutely won't. But then there was that moment in the middle. What happened where um, Trent dove? No. Yeah. yeah. He, Trent uh, dove. It, the, yeah. He dove. He did dove and um, Chuck's caught him. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then they hugged, and then yeah. OC had, like, a little face about it. Looked very betrayed. Really mad. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they both had moments where, like, they were gonna, like, OC was thinking about doing the orange punch, but then was like, no, we can't do that to Trent. And, like, Trent had moments where he was, like, gonna go hard, but then was like, oh, no, he's my friend. But mm-hmm. then they also had these moments where they, like, really legitimately, like, felt betrayed or pissed off that the other person was fighting them hard. So there were, like, a lot of little... Mm-hmm. They were good body language and good facial language. I felt like they did a good job of getting all that stuff across. Yeah. And poor Chuck Taylor was doing the acting of his yeah. whole life. <laughs> the fact that, you know, he hugged he hugged Trent and then, like, he stopped uh, Danhausen from kicking. Was it Orange I think it, yeah, Danhausen it was, was kicking. Yeah. And so, like, he was trying to do the thing where he was, like, we're playing. We're, we're on everybody's side. We're all friends. We're not doing yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Really but then nice. at the end, OC won and... Uh, Trent was pretty mad and Chuck left with Trent Mm -hmm. and OC left on his own looking mad while Kip Sabian, gay wizard, just (laughs) danced down. (laughs) Kip had been on commentary the whole time being like, it's delicious to watch friendships fall apart. (laughs) (laughs) Little cartoon villain. (laughs) I need somebody, I need Renee to ask Kip, like, is he still being controlled by that box? <laughs> what is his relationship with the box? I don't understand what his gimmick is. Like, I, I, I think I went to write in the schedule. Like, I was like, let's talk about Kip's new gimmick. And then I was like, is it new? Or is this just who he was? Like, I actually don't yeah. know what's happening here at all. Well, and I thought it's been pretty funny this whole time when he and Penelope have been coming at OC again. Because every time they come out to, like, confront OC, OC's face kind of looks like you guys again. Like, it's very, like... <laughs> Put upon, which I find pretty entertaining. <laughs> I don't know. Just like a funny feud to pick back up in this way. Yeah. But I think I think the reason that we're we were saying that we were being a little hesitant is that it's incredibly possible that this is gonna go absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Right, that they'll all just be friends again. But yeah. they are um Kip and OC are fighting on Rampage tomorrow. So we're recording on Thursday, so you guys will have already seen it. But why did this yeah. could happen? Why did I think that was is tomorrow is tomorrow Battle of the Belts? Yeah. Oh. They're doing the thing where oh. it's, it's Rampage it's followed live. by Battle of the Belts. Yeah. <sighs> oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like incredibly possible that like I can see either way that we're going to come back next week and be like, wow, I can't believe they got into a huge fight and now best friends doesn't exist. Or we're going to come back next week and be like, wow, nothing Total happens. Reset. It was yeah. a regular. It was a regular match. It was cool, I guess. <laughs> I know. I really, really want because they're the Kentucky match that I'm going to is in like three weeks. So I'm really hoping that they like are actually building to something where Chuck Taylor can have like a a match, you know, against OC or something like a best friends, like storyline type I match. W- in Kentucky. So you I think he might fight in, in a match. He might actually be involved in a match. I mean, this is the fantasy booking that I'm disappoint- going to yeah. disappoint myself with. That's yeah. like what, fantasy what I book, want. Fantasy <laughs> book and fantasy believe that Chuck yeah. will fight OC because that will be, that will be outrageous. I know that would, I would that would really like, like I would, I die. would injure yeah. myself at home. I can't imagine being there. I know. Yeah. I, I, I won't, I would, I wouldn't be well. <laughs> I, would not be, I would not be well, ladies. No, not one bit. 
Um, I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I am like so excited. I love the idea of of best friends having uh, having tension and dealing with like friendship issues um, that I think many of us can relate to. I cannot. So I think they sh- they should be really mad at each other. They should fight lots, but they cannot break. Not permanently, no. Oh, it yeah. It would be unacceptable. Yeah. No, I want it to still be that, like, there's, like, a chord that still connects the three of them. Like, mm-hmm. the way that, like, the elite are with Hangman, where it's, like, it they're, they're not going to get far. If it was, like, a yeah. Ricky and Hobbs thing, I, I Tony would, Tony be, would okay. be in danger. That would be unacceptable to me. Yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, like, at the end of a best friend storyline, it's, like, they have to hug it out. They got to yeah. hug it mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's just so, it is kind of interesting to me that I'm, like, ju- we're right before match seven, of, uh, De- of Death Triangle Elite, which is when I'm like, that's when the trios division has to start actually doing stuff because it's yeah. not just two teams doing it. <laughs> it's very funny to do a breakup angle with one of your clear trios. <laughs> <laughs> when it's like, we're gonna, we're actually going to need that in a minute. We're going to need that. <laughs> so, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, Brian Danielson had uh, his first match with AEW in Seattle, uh, his hometown, uh, on Dynamite, and he fought Tony Nese for three minutes. (laughs) I didn't realize it was that short, even. It was, like, (laughs) practically a squash. I know. It's just, like, classic Brian Danielson. It's like, you can fight anybody you want in your home state. Like, what do you want to (laughs) do? He's like, Tony Nese. I, I want to fight the whole thing. Yeah, I want to fight Tony Nese for three minutes, and then I want to have the weirdest possible promo <laughs> afterwards. Like, that's my dream, Tony. <laughs> it's like my family might be there. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna want to be talking about goat fucking then. Yeah, <laughs> should we insult my mom in my mom's presence? Like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah. So what? Ha- so he, he defeated Tony Nese, and then was this a Pacific Northwest thing that he said he was feeling froggy? I have no idea. You asked that in the group chat and I, somebody no one answered. Ans- yeah. Someone answered something weird. And it was, like, I think Emily, did Emily Rose say like, maybe it's a long Island thing. And I was like, either way, I, I can't access it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't feel frog. I guess when I feel froggy, it's because like I'm sick and my throat. Sore throat. Yeah. I just, I just Googled froggy and it was like, of, or like a frog. Like, Oh, <laughs> thanks Google. <laughs> Google says, Oh, are you I stupid? I did get that far. Are yeah. you so <laughs> stupid? <laughs> So MJF came out. There were kind of two big things happening in this segment, I thought. So one has, like, actual implications for what's going to be happening on the show going forward, which is that MJF said that Brian Danielson is not allowed to fight him unless he does weekly labors. Someone had said, of course, MJF is going to do weekly labors again. I don't know if it was one of us. But, uh, and Brian Danielson said, okay, he will do weekly labors, but only if he gets to choose what their match at Revolution will be. And he said he wants to have a one-hour-long Iron Man match. The man is addicted <laughs> to hour-long There's matches. nothing he loves more than a 60-minute Iron Man match. <laughs> like, I, I mean, mean I, I sympathize with MJF here, where it's like, why are you, like, okay, I have to come to work. Why are you making it harder than it needs to be? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Danielson doesn't see it as work as so much as, like, his enrichment activity that He's addicted I, to. I guess in fairness, MJF is making Brian Danielson do hours of extra wrestling to get mm. to the point where he wrestles him. So yeah, true. they're trading he, wrestling. He definitely phrased that as if it was like 
a punishment and Brian Danielson was like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, that suits me just fine. Oh, uh, no. So they did kind of land on that's what they're going to do. The other, I think arguably more important thing is that the gist <laughs> of this promo, which was insane, was that <laughs> yeah. MJF said that Brian Danielson was the product of goat sex because he looks like a goat, which he does. And then Brian Danielson said that MJF's mom has maybe fucked everybody in the stadium and then just like turned to the crowd and was like, raise your hand if you've been MJF's mom's human suitor. MJF did start the human suitor thing oh, he because started, he yeah. said that Brian Danielson's mom couldn't find a human suitor. And yes. So that is correct. with a goat suitor, I guess. But yes, the phrase human suitors was used so many times. It was used so many times that yes. it really stopped seeing seeming like words, <laughs> especially for some reason in Brian Danielson's mouth. It really felt like a yeah. slur of like <laughs> syllables. Human so suitor. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really like one of those moments where I felt a little out of my body and was like, what am I watching? <laughs> It was like an AI wrote it a little bit, like a fun one, maybe. <laughs> you know I how much I love AI. I was just going to say your continued preoccupation with AI on this podcast. I'm just worried for my job security. <laughs> going to get automated out. You know? uh, yeah. So uh, thoughts in general about uh, kind of like the quality of the promo, feelings about the feud, feelings about a one hour Iron Man match. I thought the promo like was pretty good. I could have used it being like a little bit funnier and a little bit less of your mom jokes. Although I really I enjoy whenever Brian Danielson gets super bitchy, so that was fun. But I thought like MJF was like a little bit like I don't know phoning it in is what it felt like a little bit. But uh, the goat thing was funny. I don't know. He does yeah. look like a goat, but it also felt so obvious. It almost didn't feel clever to me, which is yeah. I thought that Brian Danielson was kind of like the. That that his moving into the your mom territory was the weirdest part for me, where I was <laughs> like, was, that's yeah. where you're going." But human suitor <laughs> did save it in a lot of ways. Human it was such was an the... element of absurdity. <laughs> it's like, I yeah. guess <laughs> it definitely was the part that was redeeming of it for sure. Um, yeah, and then the hour long Iron Man, like it's one of those things where I feel like before when Brian Danielson's done, like I'm going to do a 60 minute match. I've been like, Oh God. But then they've always been like really great. So I feel like I'm pretty like confident that it'll be pretty good probably. So, although I am very curious to see how MJF holds up doing, you know, his, his whole year's worth of wrestling in one night. (laughs) So (laughs) as our friend Caroline said, I really hope that they book like way less matches because mm-hmm. if Tony Khan holds me hostage for yeah, six hours to make oh, up yeah. for the extra hour of <laughs> that is true. match, I'll die. On this, yeah, we're, can't we're aligned with, with Dave Meltzer, who, yeah. how, how did Sarah describe his despairing? Devastated. devastated. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I love that Dave Meltzer loves wrestling and can also be devastated when he hears he's going to have to watch too much of it. <laughs> All got our limits. <laughs> Amen, sister. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was, I kind of don't know. It was interesting. Someone pointed out that, like, clearly they were like, we have to drop the Regal of it all because Regal does not go here anymore. And so this was a little bit of, like, they're trying to move out of that into a new phase of the feud. I don't know that it felt like that <laughs> uh, juicy, I'll say. No. no. No, especially because it kind of, 
for I mean, there were parts about it that really did work, but parts of it is very predictable. I mean, every mm-hmm. single one of MJF's feuds at a certain point get to MJF saying, here's what you have to do before you can fight me, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so he made Punk do it. He made Jericho do, do it. Brian Jameson did kind of turn it a little yeah. bit, but it still was a little bit like, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. kind of showing that it's like that you can see that the hand of the author tinkering around in there being like, how do we keep them from fighting for, yeah. you know, right. two months or whatever. And that does happen a lot with MJF just because he doesn't fight that much and they want to build up to it. And you do kind of there must be ways that you could make it a little feel a little less engineered mm-hmm. and a little more organic. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those ways would be, but it's not my <laughs> you job could say to say that someone's not medically cleared and so you know you can throw (laughs) things like that in the mix (laughs) uh and then just like any thoughts brian danielson is going to fight Takeshta in la so the la show is the big show that everyone is saying the wb execs are coming to and it like wb discovery and like it really matters and they have a lot of big matches coming up um so any thoughts on this i think it'll be good i'm excited i love Takeshta. i'm very excited about it yeah, I like both these guys, so it'll be fun. It's, like, not exactly, like, a juicy, emotional feud, but, you know. No. It's fine. But I really feel like that John Callis, like, mm-hmm. ish is going to fall at some point. At some yeah. point, this is going to be relevant, that Don Callis has got his little claws into Keshta. Yes, and I had the same thought where I was like, if you... If, if Takeshita ends up aligned with the elite and Don Callis or something like that, and you already set up a little thing with him that brings the, the Blackpool Combat Club in, you could use it later. So I don't think it, you know, it's, it's not that deep. But I did think about that. And I was like, oh, that could be useful. Do you guys want to talk about our beloved elite? Our beautiful, beautiful boys. Our beautiful, beautiful boys. <laughs> we don't have that much to talk about that's actually on the, the wrestling we're talking about this week. We missed, we, we were not recording when they had uh, game six of their best of seven, which was false count anywhere. Uh, but I thought we should talk about them anyway because I like them. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Thoughts? I like them too. Just for fun. I'm sure that our listeners are going to be absolutely shocked to hear that. <laughs> so it was crazy. They just brought them up. They weren't even on the show this week. Uh, <laughs> the men on Twitter thought it was the best one of the series so far. So. Which is crazy because yeah. I actually thought it was the worst one. This is. Oh, really? Yeah. This was the one that started in the back, right? Yeah. 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 I thought it yeah. was so messy in the back. Like, I thought that that yeah. really didn't work but i did like the i did like the end i really i like the competing mm. pins yeah but i don't know i i rarely like it when they leave the ring i don't know why i'm like oh interesting i can't i can't follow this i don't know what you're doing <laughs> I, I did feel bad for the live audience having to watch like all the back stuff like just on the screens i thought oh, that's like less fun and yeah yeah you know it's I, interesting I thought because it was good. not the worst one but um i'm thinking about that time that i was in the audience for the the like this the minneapolis street fight that jazz or whatever incarnation there was at that point and i was like convinced that they were going to go backstage and that they were going to be on the streets of minneapolis and i was (laughs) disappointed when i saw them in the ring like i'm like get out of (laughs) here i thought i was gonna get to watch you on a screen go scurry around and that minneapolis street fight was like the least street fighty of any of their (laughs) street fights i remember that one that was like they weren't even wearing street clothes i know it was a true little comedy match uh (laughs) i really like leah when you said it was messy backstage i do know what you mean but i i could only process that like the way that I talk about when I watch a Marvel movie and I'm like, who's going to clean that up? And it's like, <laughs> it did leave catering in quite disarray. 
Somebody had to clean that up. They put <laughs> fake trash in all those trash cans that they were throwing at each other. So and there was and there was cookies. The yeah. cookies got disrupted. They got into all the catering stuff. <laughs> little packets little of ketchup. <laughs> I tried to make a joke to Sarah because, like, they were fighting, and then all of a sudden, like, very abruptly, they were on the stairs to go up the thing. And I said, wow, catering's very close to the stage. And she just turned to me in the most withering voice and was like, do you think that was real catering? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Rude. No. <laughs> So brutal, <laughs> especially because the only that's the food joke, Sarah. They, they only set up that one table with like one little tray, and Sarah, that's all yeah, they get. Is Leah, cookies. Are you the stupidest girl in the world? Leah, do you think they only give them cookies backstage? That's the only food in camp. And you know what? Her tone was deserved. I've said a lot of stupid shit in that living room. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so the the ending of this match was that, uh, as you I think mentioned, Leah was that. Um, Matt tapped out just after Kenny pinned Penta. Is that right? Or Pat? Kenny pinned somebody outside the ring. Yeah. 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 I think Kenny pinned Penta Penta and Matt got pinned by by Pac. Pac. Yeah. I think that's right. Yes. Yeah. So they did a little like split screen thing, which was fun. Uh, I actually got a little confused in the moment because I thought that Matt was mad about it, but he wasn't, I don't think so. I think he and Pac thought that the tapping counted for a minute. Yeah, that must have been it. There was a moment where I thought he was resentful of Kenny, and I was like, oh, that's different than I would have thought they would do, but it was wrong. So I don't know why I'm bringing it up, except just to, like, (laughs) let everyone know, like, what it's like in here. (laughs) Just, like, in case people think we've gotten too smart over the last year. Don't worry. I misinterpreted a lot of stuff. That wasn't catering, gals. (laughs) Uh, and then uh, I don't really have anything else other than that, except uh, we did get to see Kenny at, at Wrestle Kingdom this weekend. And he was wearing a Bushi shirt in the match. We should. Oh, just yeah, say. he it's was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about a that. A lot of Obushi talk, a lot of romantic <laughs> little tweets flying back and forth. Oh, uh, wait for me. I'll wait <laughs> yeah. forever. Hello? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, That's the stuff. Yeah. If Why aren't Mox and Hangman tweeting that stuff for me also? <laughs> if you're not putting on Tracy Chapman The Promise and reading those tweets to yourself, you're a stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Go have fun. <laughs> um, and then we're going to see them next week for um, Game 7. Game yeah. 7. Yeah. Which the dirt sheets have said... They still don't know who's going to win. <laughs> I mean, that was exciting to hear. Like, it's probably a lie, but, like, I love to I work me, I'd baby. I'd love to be surprised. I yeah. know. <laughs> I know. It's one of those things where I'm like, I want them to win because I want them to have the reign that they got cheated out of. I want them to have, like, the big glorious moment. I want them to have all of that. But at the same time, like, I'm just sort of like, if they lose, they're going to lose in a way that's, like, going to set up a bunch of stuff. And I'm going to yeah. be riveted. And I'm not, like, it's not like it's going to be, it's not like they're going to disappear and, like, not tell me stories. So it's, like, fine. Like, whatever happens is going to be fine. As long as they tell a story, it'll be fine and they will. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I just never worry about whether they're winning or not because I know that whatever they're doing, they're doing because they think it's the most interesting thing to do. Yeah. And that matters so much more. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, and this is going to be a ladder match, and that is their speciality. I believe Kenny has a big honk and black eye. Who knows yeah, what else his, he did oh, yeah. to him? It looks awful. I thought it did. There were some shots where it looked like a really dramatic makeup look. And I was kind of like, <laughs> work it, Kenny. But I think it probably hurts. If anybody was going to, like, 
get put makeup to make the black eye would look worse it would be kenny <laughs> oh it's we should talk bitch yeah we should also talk about how fucking hunky he looked for japan when he has not tried that hard okay. for us yes he does go to the salon in japan clearly is okay what, i mean he does but he also dresses in japan yeah. he wore a beautiful suit he did mm-hmm. his i don't understand what the reference is Sephiroth. i don't know what the one one what, i don't know who this one winged angel is to be honest with you <laughs> i've never googled it but he wore that big it's got the big shoulder pads and he just looks like a big beefy warlord coming mm-hmm. to mess you up and he looks so put together and even his horrible hair looked not it looked like it was that way on purpose you know how kenny shows up for us (laughs) he just it's like he i think he pulls basketball shorts out of the trash puts them on i don't know where he gets the shirts he looks like and it's like he's staring at the camera and he's saying you guys don't deserve it i know you don't need it and you don't deserve it and he comes out looking like a little garbage can complimentary i love you kenny but do you remember do you remember when sarah shockey said that kenny looked like laundry day became a person (laughs) that's right it's not wrong and actually you know the fit of the the he wore his abushi shirt and i I guess jeans stretchy jeans yeah, he, he wore like jeans with a little stretch in them. Yeah, <laughs> to the to the. I now I'm trying to call it the street fight, the Falls Count Anywhere strike, strike, <laughs> street <laughs> fight. Just <laughs> like <laughs> let's streamline, let's get straight fight. Whatever he wore that, but I did think that like it was a laundry day like fit the way the clothes fit him. Like it's like mm-hmm. Kenny, those aren't your best jeans. <laughs> That's not. I like the shirt is meaningful, but I think that you could have gotten one that fit a little better. <laughs> this is the back of the closet outfit, Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Does In Japan, he's like. <laughs> In Japan, he's like dressing for a first date, and here we've been married thirty years, and it's like on the rocks. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, I he's like, I'm actively considering leaving you. <laughs> yeah. Kenny, please. Kenny, please. <laughs> also relevant. I know. <laughs> to this week. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah, we've had a lot of uh, we've had a lot of behind the scenes contract talk that kind of added up to nothing. I think it was a zero yeah. net zero. It was a net zero. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Love it when the dirt sheets are out there (laughs) delivering me less information than I had before they started talking. Sometimes, don't you imagine them, like, texting each other and being like, hey, I'm going to leak this story that's wrong if you guys want to then say it's wrong. We'll all get some clicks. (laughs) (laughs) That's confidential from me to you, SRS and Dave Meltzer. I would would love it if somebody broke that SRS and Dave (laughs) (laughs) collaborated. It's carny shit all the way down. It's just this this whole world is built on carnies. Wouldn't you almost like respect them for it? You'd be like, good. They deserve, yeah. Yeah. The wrestling fans deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how this industry has broken my brain. I'd be like, yeah, I definitely respect (laughs) it. I think better of both of them. (laughs) Sarah has a conspiracy theory theory that whoever leaked whoever leaked the story about the Bucks contract negotiations to SRS was a deliberate plant by the Bucks to see who was leaking to SRS. (laughs) (laughs) It is very funny to think of them doing little detective shenanigans. Oh my God. They probably told everybody a slightly different story. And then like, there was a time on the good wife and they were like, I'm, I'll be driving the drugs to the airport. And they told people like 1 PM, 3 PM, 5 PM and Mm -hmm. seven. And then whatever time came out. That was the leak. Unfortunately, now I'm always going to, well, hopefully not always. It's just because it's, it's recency bias. But I do associate that with Elon Musk uh, <laughs> when he took over Twitter. 
Uh, the Bucks can do it too. Why can't they do what Elon Musk does? They're right. <laughs> Please don't say those words. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I you know. heard it here, folks. The young bucks are the Elon Musk of wrestling. <laughs> Apartheid diamond mines. Okay. We got to move on. Um, unless you guys have something else to say about the contract stuff. No. They'll, they'll tell us when they tell us. But they, I know. You just can't trust any news about the elite because it's like, no. I think no. they keep stuff pretty locked up kind of yeah well i mean they'll we'll find out when they want us to find out and it's far enough away that like i there's things that i invest my energy on and then there's things that i just off board where i'm like i I won't be worrying about that today not today no in the future maybe but not today no their contract it's like i've got enough going on in my own life to (laughs) start borrowing trouble about the young bucks contracts so maybe i need to get a little more going on in my life and then i won't i don't even have that much going on i'm just like not willing to (laughs) like the bar is low (laughs) (laughs) okay uh let's talk about hangman and mox and as i've said here top flight for some reason i don't think we have to talk about top flight they won three hundred thousand dollars that's amazing for them and they've been fighting Blackpool Combat Club ever since. I guess the only question is, do you think that Top Flight will join Blackpool Combat Club at some point? That would be so good for Dante and Darius. Um, They need that because every father figure that they've had has in some way tried to sell them to somebody else. (laughs) Yeah. They've never had a stable home. Yeah. It would really tip the balance of Blackpool Combat Club because they're like losing dads. And if they gained a bunch of little boys, too, you know, it's like when you have the third kid and then you're like outnumbered. I feel like that is the vibe that they would get, which, you know, could be fun to juice things up for Mox. And it also would be comedy you know. if if Brian Danielson's the one. I know that Brian Danielson's kind of separating from BCC, like yeah. the theory is that he's separating. But it would I would personally find it very funny if he recruits Top Flight before he leaves because it is just the thing where he just keeps baby trapping mocks. Yeah. He's like, I know, I he know you're done with me, kids. but he just, just to have them. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Danielson is the one who's going to be on this rampage match with Mox versus top flight. So easily he could be like handshake, like welcome to Blackpool combat club. While Mox looks at him, like I haven't seen you in three weeks prior to this. And I'm not going to see you for another four weeks afterward. <laughs> you can't keep dropping kids off at my orphanage. You just can't keep doing this. <laughs> Brian Danielson's like a politician who's like thanking his like saintly wife at home for raising the kids without him while he's on the campaign trail. Did you guys ever read these um, Noel Streetfield books like ballet shoes, dancing shoes? Yes. Yeah. No, I yeah. loved these books yeah. and mm-hmm. the plot. I don't remember which I think it's ballet shoes. The plot is that there's this like man who's just kind of an explorer. It's like the 40s, and he's off doing explorer stuff, and he just keeps bringing home children and leaving <laughs> them with the housekeeper, <laughs> like that he acquired by like weird means, where he's like, oh, this mom, the mom died, so I had to take the baby. So anyway, here's the baby. <laughs> and then he just comes home every couple years and like gives them a little bracelet with their their chosen gemstone on it, and then leaves again. <laughs> that's brian daniels that is brian daniels yeah. yeah i really loved those books okay um so the other thing going on uh, much more important than what's going on with top play sorry babies is that uh hangman and mox have continued to build this storyline where hangman is so mad at mox cannot stop attacking him but has not been cleared to wrestle and attacking mox so much is making uh the doctors not really want to clear him so they had a lot of back and forth promos, run-ins, et cetera, over the past few weeks. And then on Dynamite last night, 
Hangman uh, came out to cut a promo looking so soft. I oh, mean, God. Just he, that was a boyfriend outfit. Oh, my he, gosh. Boyfriend outfit. Yeah. They were both working some very cozy jackets. It was a yes. real, like, yeah. Absolutely. It's like they were being like, which of our jackets would you like to have offered to you on a cold mm-hmm. Pacific Northwest night? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's damp. It's chilly. <laughs> Doesn't the shearling look nice? Yeah. And it did look nice. And I said, I would take either of those jackets. <laughs> um, but so he came out and he said he has not been cleared to fight. But if he doesn't start any more fights... <laughs> And goes home and gets his his beautiful brain scanned, and it is then he will be cleared for the LA show, at, at which point he can knock Mox's dick in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely amazing, beautiful uh, turn beyond. of phrase. Absolutely, Mox. it's a little marshmallow test for Hangman, you know. And like the kids yes. in the marshmallow test, he was like grabbing his little the sides of his yeah. jacket and holding <laughs> himself back. He wanted it so bad. I love the idea that. Fighting Mox is getting two marshmallows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he can get two marshmallows next week if he doesn't eat this one right now. But he wanted to eat it. Mm-hmm. Oh, real bad. He real really bad. wanted to eat it. <laughs> uh, so Mox came out. They had a back and forth. This was a very funny thing where the the mics weren't working. I guess they. I don't think they heard any of Hangman's promo. Well, that can't be right. But I think they missed Alvarez promo. Alvaro said he they couldn't hear them, but I couldn't tell if that was because of the mic issue or because the crowd was so loud. It was like unclear. I don't know. The, the crowd only started chanting that they couldn't That's hear. What I like one mock. So did mock. They might have had two different mics. So Hangman's might have worked in the arena and then Mox's Maybe. didn't. I don't, I don't know. know. I wasn't watching closely. You enough. know what? We don't know. But there was mic. Uh, there were mic problems. Mox accidentally said the f word twice and made <laughs> the best. No one like fucks up like Mox. I mean, yeah. like he just makes these faces like, what the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. He looks so like, like concern, a little chagrin, but pretty unconcerned. Yeah. Well, that's and a man who's like, I know I'm not getting fired. Over this. <laughs> yeah, just signed a five year deal. Like, yeah. Like, he's like, rid of me. yeah, I'm carrying this company on my back. Go ahead. Yell, go ahead. Yeah. Suspend me for saying fuck twice. And oh, Hangman's, no. Hangman's face when it happened was so, so, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch that again just to just to enjoy it. It was it was such a funny little back. And then when when Mox was just like, well, we got to start over again. Like it's like <laughs> he's just so funny at going out of mean promo mode and being like giving you that moment where it's just like, yeah, it's a show and it's going off the rails right now. <laughs> it had a real like cheery high school play energy at that moment, did, which yeah. was very enjoyable. <laughs> just like, yeah, that was great. Um, but they did not fight. Neither of them made a marshmallow. And <laughs> as of right now, it seems like they will be fighting next week uh, at the Kia Forum. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that they did a really good job. Uh, so I think I've mentioned before that I read the Bleacher recaps to get ready for mm-hmm. this pod. And he, like the Bleacher guy really did not. He did not like the promo. He thought it was all over the place and that like it it was pointless. But I really liked it. I liked Hangman saying like, it's, I don't care that you knocked me out. I'm ca- I care that you, you knocked me out and then made fun of me. Like that it like you, yeah. you do not take me seriously and I'm going to make you take you. Like, that's cool. That's a yeah, cool reason know. to be mad. It works. 
yeah. the Bleacher Report guys clearly just aren't tuned into the amount of sexual tension in these promos because that's what yeah. really takes it to the next level. <laughs> like the it, words, yeah. less important. I find the Bleacher guy very helpful when it comes to many things, but yes, I agree. He rarely has an eye for the sexual tension. He's <laughs> l- rarely addressing what we're all seeing. These men want to fuck. He doesn't even know what wrestling is about. <laughs> it's about mouth to mouth, baby. <laughs> mouth to mouth. Whose mouth you want to... Whose dick you want to put in the dirt? You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trent tweeted that he had wanted to, he had dick in the yeah. dirt in like an iPad or an iPhone yeah, iPhone note. Yeah. <laughs> like I had a little note on my phone about that. I love the idea that like I know it, it, that's just a joke from Trent, but it would have it's mm-hmm. like really funny in a picture like Trent giving Heyman ideas. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, let me check my little file here. Honestly, it's very That's easy for me to believable, see, yeah. all, like, actually all the best friends being like, I got a, I got a good line for you. It's called, you're going to put his dick in the dirt. And then Hangman's <laughs> like, you know what? I will say that, actually. <laughs> I could really see that going down. I was just watching the um, the video of uh, Chuck Taylor reading out all his um, oh, yeah. wrestling all his names. names. Yeah. I, still, I still think that, like, Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange both sound oh, like they came from that fucking yes. list. <laughs> That's really true, actually. Easily and could see yeah, that. Easily would make sense, yeah. <laughs> um, who do you think is going to win? I Like the Elite, I think I could be happy with either one. I think I'm leaning towards wanting Hangman to yeah. win. I think he needs it more, and it would be mm-hmm. more satisfying, but I almost think like it would be okay if, if Mox won. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing where it's like if Hangman loses, it'll be in a story about like Hangman having to claw his way back to success or whatever. Um, so it'd be fine. Yeah. You know, although I would like him to win. I kind of think he's going to win. Uh, and I can see just because of this whole storyline and like Mox clearly was pretty mad about the punk stuff and clearly has been kind of rehabilitating Hangman. Mm-hmm. I could see Mox wanting to give him a clean win. Yeah, Actually. I could see that too. Seems like Mox is trying to put him over and in it general would, and the whole thing. It would be poetic if Punk's Punk was his first clean loss, but Hangman was his second. Like that's yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah. And Mox is so it's like if Mox loses to Hangman, Mox is gonna be like, You did it. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> And that'll be the end of the storyline. You did it. <laughs> but I mean Big like I think up, he'll buddy. be like, you know what, you're right. I do respect you. And that would be I like when the when I watch the men respect each other. That's what mm-hmm. I like. So I would like to see it. Any other thoughts about Mox and Hangman? Stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I agree, Leah. What I said it was a little stupid. No, we we girls. We go, we, we go stupid. Three girls, we band we of women. We band of stupid. We, we band, band of, of women. <laughs> was that not good? You didn't think that was smart and fun. And you're not loving what I brought to the table. That's our tonight. new podcast title: is band We Band of, of Women. women. <laughs> no longer will we be Tunnel Talk, competing with the New Jersey Transit Authority's podcast about tunnels. <laughs> miss those tunnels i do i know i want to see them i was really prepared to stretch the definition of tunnel but 
the screen entrances really did not have a top to them. And I feel like <laughs> you have to have a top to your entrance. To oh, make it interesting. Into a I, I just thought, can you even tell like which side they're coming at? They you all can. Yeah, I watch very can. carefully, and you can <laughs> barely. I could yeah. barely tell when they were in tunnels. But like, our oh, our whole like lexicon is gonna have to change. Like, they're yeah. gonna come out of the good boy screen. They're going to have to come out of the screen. bad boy screen? That's well, you know, boy entranceway that looks like a public restroom where you kind of walk around the corner? <laughs> <laughs> They're coming out of the bathroom or the, what's like a better, or the powder room. The powder that's room. Like, that's fancy. If you're or a the good toilet. boy, you go to the powder <laughs> The powder room or the toilet. <laughs> you can get British. <laughs> the loo. The, the loo. loo. <laughs> okay. The good boy Well, the loo just sounds like we're making or the loo. evil. <laughs> well you know they've done a lot <laughs> they've done a lot it's true <laughs> remember when that one british politician was like why do every other country get why do they all get independence days <laughs> people are like well look at who they got independence from <laughs> oh my gosh here on Screen Slander, we uh we we <laughs> we cancel the British, <laughs> and we may be the first to say it. We're the first and the bravest. <laughs> Brave boy screen. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about the ladies. Um, okay. This was the hottest topic in the internet wrestling community all week, I would say, until tonight when uh, Vince McMahon became the hottest topic, but we're not really, <laughs> we're not really qualified to talk about that, so we won't be discussing it. <laughs> but the, until then, this was the hottest topic, and it was whether Sasha Banks slash Mercedes Monet was going to be Soraya's mystery partner at the LA show at the Kia Forum, I think, at the <laughs> Kia Forum. I don't really know if that's right. So this week on Dynamite, Britt and Jamie had a sit-down interview with Tony Schiavone where they were kind of emphasizing their importance as AEW originals, and Britt did this little, like, wink-wink about being the boss, which I guess is a Sasha Banks thing. We, of course, don't really know. Um, and they were being like, I wonder who um, Soraya will be fighting with. But she... It, you know, we'll have to find someone. That wasn't the content of the promo. Who cares? <laughs> and then we also got a Sheeta Soraya Tony Storm promo in which Soraya really pandered to both of them. And then this is such a middle school girl move, just turned and was like, Tony, will you be my partner? <laughs> While Sheeta sat there and made the most aggravated face. <laughs> it was so, honestly so, so satisfying funny. to watch. It really was. Sheeta did some great face acting there. And it was like, it was such a, a great reaction, like, even before she asked Tony Storm, because it was like, yeah, Soraya, you're being, like, really annoying right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was, like, a perfect reaction gif, like, moment, mm -hmm. where I was like, yeah, I, I, that's perfect. But the thing that killed me about that is that every single reaction I saw online was like, oh, my God, she just going heel. And I was like, she does the wronged party. Yeah, yeah, Why is it automatic? <laughs> right, we're making it clear now that Soraya is the heel. <laughs> like, yeah. Look at her behavior. That yeah. she should be. She should everything yeah. she does is is heel behavior. Honestly, right. like I think they could like save her whole character if they made her thing be like she's really annoying and condescending and it's really obnoxious and like so you're rooting for Sheeta to like punch her in the face for yeah. like being like you girls are so great and you've done such a great job, you know. Like but right. even also you could you could have it be that she doesn't really notice that she's the heel and is the heel yeah, too. Totally. Like yeah. It, because I think that would honestly kind of work where it's just like yeah. you just don't seem to really think about other people's emotional mm -hmm. 
situations that much. Totally. Just like, yeah, just kind of a narcissist who's always like backhand complimenting people, you know, (laughs) like it'd be great. Mm hmm. Um, so as of right now, the match uh, in LA is going to be Brit Jamie versus Tony and Soraya. I've written here dirt sheets and disarray. I was pleased with, my, <laughs> pleased with myself about that one because the men's gossip bloggers do not agree about whether Mercedes <laughs> will or will not be joining us in LA or at AW in general. What do you guys think? <laughs> I it, it's I feel like. The other times that there's been rumors going around that a debut was going to happen and it wasn't going to happen, somebody issued a denial. It was the times that, like, it was going to happen that they were like, who could know? So, like, it feels like they're setting us up for it. Yeah. And I think Sarah, I don't remember which one of the, oh, it was, I think it was Brian Brian or Dave said that, the the source one of their sources said she it's will Dave. not be in the match. Yes. Yeah. So the theory is that she's going to. So Britt gave Soraya two tickets to the show, and so like the theory is that she's going to be in the crowd, and so not technically in the match. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know. Which would be like a, a standard. Tony Khan kind of like denial. That's yeah. not a yeah, denial. Right. You know, like where it's like technically true but misleading. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe the most likely thing is that, like, it's not 100% locked down, but it's, like, maybe happening. But uh, it is pretty wild to have all the dirt sheets. Like, she's definitely coming or she's definitely not coming or whatever. It's just, like, just seems very typical of, like... Yeah. Right. Well, it (laughs) sounds... What is your job? Right. It sounds also it's pretty complicated in that, like, she technically wasn't... She wasn't... She was Mm -hmm. in contract contract until 1231 so he wasn't allowed to talk to her until 1-1 and he made such a fucking stink at wwe for fucking with his people that like yeah he couldn't he couldn't fool around yeah but i liked the idea somebody was like oh like is that part of the reason why kenny's in japan and i just really like the idea of like (laughs) kenny's the one being like okay let's do contract no negotiation (laughs) idea that kenny's like okay i'll do wrestle kingdom but just to make sure we get mercedes monday It's so funny. Yeah, and it could easily be like sort of a verbal, like she indicated interest ahead of time, but it's not like signed yet, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I do feel a little bit like they left it open enough. Like to me, it's a little more interesting than just it being sure, like she's definitely going to be like Soraya's tag partner because that like just seemed like, oh, I don't know if I love this, like as a way for her to come in. So it's like now they could like go a lot of different ways with it, yeah. but it is, it's just annoying when the gossip bloggers like have no idea what's going on but they are all sure that they do kind of it's just like you know you guys don't have to be like this but. you know it's funny i'm actually such a Meltzer apologist now where i'm just like i actually kind of like that sometimes dave Meltzer he has like information and he to me his vibe is clearly like nobody's gonna want to hear this but it's what i have so i'll simply say it (laughs) it's like he must i mean he's wrong sometimes and sometimes he's not and some of his sources are better than others and sometimes he must get information and think like they could be fucking me here but 
Uh, it's just very funny to me. It's very funny. Like, yeah, I'll put it out there. <laughs> well, I feel like his whole thing, like, because wrestling is, like, such a, like, niche thing that's not respected at all, so you don't have, like, real journalists. So then you just have, like, Dave Meltzer, who's invented his whole role where he's, like, <laughs> half, like, critic, like, commentator, like, half getting, like, inside scoops, like he's a Capitol Hill reporter. <laughs> you know, it's just, like... Like, yeah. <laughs> what is your primary job, Dave Meltzer? It's like, he's just Meltzer. That's what it he's is. He's jack he's of just, all trades, baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. He's completely invented his job. No one else could do it. Yeah. I thought, I watched the clip. I thought that Brian Alvarez, I, I felt, had the same attitude as me, which is that you wouldn't have run that Brit promo yeah. if you weren't setting something up because of how it felt tonally. Like, it was yeah. just yeah. very cheeky like insider <laughs> baseball she had, she literally winked like it'd be insane to do that promo if sasha banks is just not coming at all ever I <laughs> like, that's a yeah. very that bad would, idea i think that would be a really weird move even for for tony weird move con who <laughs> you know definitely has like gotten stuff wrong sometimes lots of times but this would feel pretty ham-fisted so yeah. i guess we'll see nice. uh any other thoughts about what's going on with the women uh, do we w- want to get into the red velvet of it all? Do you want to? I put it down in the, um, we're kind of, you know, low on time. Yeah, but we're out of time. We yeah. can ju- if, you, if you would rather talk about that, which is totally fine, we could just jump to it. I'll just say really quickly that they really could have done something with red velvet and Kira Hogan. Like, yeah. the fact that uh, Jade squashed Kira's girlfriend slash partner and Kira wasn't allowed to have any kind of reaction for it. But then Kira got fired like three weeks later. And then Red Velvet had no reaction to Kira getting fired. But then two weeks after that was like, <laughs> I'm turning on you because of Kira. I'm like, you have, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Policeman, you had all the clues. <laughs> you could have made such wild. a juicy story. They just keep There's waking up two weeks late like, oh, shit, we should have done. <laughs> and it's like, Yeah. Yeah, it's you had crazy the way they they don't like give any time or attention to the women's storylines because it's like there's this stuff going on with the baddies and I'm always like, wait, what happened? And like I watch the show every week, like yeah. fairly carefully. Like, boy, yeah, that I, was I, all. I, I would not say I watch it fairly carefully, but <laughs> I do tune in every week. So I agree that sometimes I should be a little clear what's going on. I did have the TV on. Yeah, <laughs> the TV's always on. I just feel like, (laughs) wrestling, your storylines are not complex, so I shouldn't be confused about what they are. (laughs) Sometimes they themselves don't know. I think that's the thing that's happening. You know, they haven't figured it out. Uh, I agree, Leah. Uh, And and are we waiting on, like, is there another match lined up in that, or was that it? There's got to be something else. I, well, I think we're, I think we're cruising towards another Jade versus Red Velvet, yeah. like, match, but I don't, I don't know if that's going to be Revolution or it's coming up or something. I don't think there's anything on the books. Okay. All right. You guys want to talk about Darby and Samoa Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, while we were out, Samoa Joe fought Wardlow and also beat his knee in with a pipe before the fight. So before the pipe, before the fight. He used a pipe to beat his knee. <laughs> and then they fought, and he won. And then afterwards, he cut Wardlow's hair off. I'd, forgot, I'd forgotten about this, which is crazy, because it was, like, I did feel indoctrinated into wrestling. Although I guess I just, like, wouldn't like it if anyone cut anyone's hair off out of nowhere. <laughs> but I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so disrespectful. It's a Samson, a man, a large man. Hey, where is his strength going to come from now? His wiener? That's- <laughs> 
crazy. <laughs> so anyway, and then Darby came out and, and smacked Smojo with a skateboard. And Darby <laughs> uh, that week on Rampage was told that he would get a TNT title shot against Samojo. And Darby has been saying like, I, the only time I felt like I was worth anything at this company was when I was the TNT um, title holder, et cetera, et cetera. And so he had this promo where he was like in a really bad teen mood and mm. was just being like, I, Sting, you don't even think that I can win this match, I bet. And Sting yelled at him. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me. It was such a, it was a good promo, but it also was so funny to me where I was like, yeah, he's a teenager. <laughs> Sometimes you got to have those moments where you're just like, hey, snap out of it. <laughs> yeah. Sting was basically like, stop worrying so much about what I think. And like, maybe like get yourself together and like just win the match and don't be a little bitch. <laughs> and Darby looked like he was like, I really got to go think about that. <laughs> so then uh, Darby and Samoa Joe had uh, their match on Dynamite this week. And, oh, uh, my God, I forgot I put that quote in there. Will not read it. Okay. And then um, th- he won. And it, he, he, he is from Seattle, and it was in front of his hometown Seattle crowd. And he did all his classic Darby moves. He rode the back of the big man, and he had his red nails on, and he won. And he won the match. Confetti everywhere, and Sting came out, and D- Darby looked at him like, Papa, could you, poss- <laughs> could you possibly be proud of me? And Sting looked at him and said, I couldn't be more proud of you. He didn't say that. With his eyes, he did. And With he his eyes on his face, yeah. Darby up, and he squeezed him. Yeah. It was such, it was a bear hug. It was yeah. such a, a good hug. hug. Yeah. Oof. He looked very proud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sting's never been proud of his little boy. I'm so happy that Darby has the TNT belt back because that belt has been cursed ever since Mira lost it to Cody or Sammy or whoever it was back in the day. Ever since it went into the track. Sammy Guevara. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think Darby should keep it for like Suckle. six Suckle. months. <laughs> yeah. Darby should keep it for like six months and then Mira should put it off Darby and we'll just start over. 100%. We'll just start 100%. over. This yeah. is the it song needs to... that never ends. <laughs> we got to roll it back. Roll okay, back. Let's go back to the beginning. Roll back. <laughs> And then we get Cody back. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I did think it's like, you know, it was interesting. I saw weirdly a number of people on Twitter, like just that I, I had never seen this. Uh, it wasn't that many people. There was a couple people being like, it's so, it really devalues Samoa Joe that he lost to a small boy. And I was like, that's so offensive. <laughs> it is what offensive. What are we doing here? If I agree. a small boy cannot win against a big boy. <laughs> I agree. What are you trying to teach the small boys of this world? They can't do anything they can't they they want if they believe in themselves. They can. They can. They of can. course they can. I do agree, but it is a little bit of comedy for it him comedy, to have yeah. decisively <laughs> won against Wardlow the week before. Like for him to be like, I beat Wardlow without even taking like an extra breath, like easily hand tied behind my back. I murdered Wardlow, but Darby Allen. You got me. But I would say to you that, of course, Darby Allen could beat Wardlow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I'm just like, I would never say that Wardlow should beat Darby Allen. Yeah. Because Darby will gouge your eyes out. Like, it's just (laughs) like he's so feral that it's like he's not winning because he has big body. He's winning because Mm -hmm. he has crazy brain. Because he's got big spirit. (laughs) Big spirit. Big Big spirit. spirit. Huge. true. It's true. I want to be clear. I'm not mad that he won. Like I'm very yeah, happy no, that he won. I just I I 
I did sympathize with the okay. complaining a little bit just because I thought it was very funny. Well, there he, were a like, few moments where like he was like a, a tiny little toddler clinging to the yeah. back of Samojo, and you are like, okay, that is that is funny. <laughs> that is it's funny. Comedy. Well, yeah. A toddler can really yeah. tire you out, guys. It's so Ask true. Any parent. I mean, toddlers defeat their parents all the time. <laughs> so. <laughs> Producer Marjorie, who has a small child, is laughing. (laughs) (laughs) What's my brother, who my nephew is two and a half. um, My brother won a battle of wills between why, where my nephew kept asking him, why am I like, why are you putting me to bed today? And my brother said, because your mom put you to bed the night before. And he said, why? And he said, because I put you to bed the night before that. And they kept going like that in a cycle, like, and it's always, and he wore him out. He did it. <laughs> Maybe we should see a match like that one of these days. <laughs> I'd love to see a match like that. Leah, would you say that maybe you're a little sympathetic to Samoa Joe because you are a super fan of his cool, fun, heel personality now? I... I'm so rip shit that I've been watching. Would you say we've been? Uh, n- none of the three of us understand how time works. How long have we known Samoa Joe? <laughs> a year? A while. Six, of, six or so? Six months? Maybe something? since July? June? <laughs> <laughs> Has it only been six months? It feels like 10 uh, years. You're a resident Googler. I am Googling. Um, he debuted in All Elite Wrestling. Can't wait to oh, find out. Oh, April 1st, 2022. Okay, so April, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. So it has been eight, eight-ish months, and this man, everything he's ever said or done has just washed over me. Like I, he, he, he's been a black hole, and I knew that there had to be something for this many people to like be excited that he existed. Like all of these months, people were still chanting for him, so there had to be a reason. But he was like a block of wood nothing Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he turns heel and all of a sudden he is like a cool fun zesty heel personality where's this guy been where's this guy been this whole fucking time it feels frustrating it's like do people show up and they just think they can get grandfathered in like you've gotta you gotta show me something you gotta if if this guy had been here since day one i would have been in such a better mood about him absolutely Mm -hmm. i would have been enjoying him the whole time our hearts are always very open it doesn't take very much to get us on board with things so many of these people really hold out (laughs) (laughs) just show us the same man over and over and eventually was it you who said this week that you're like if i see you on tv every week yeah you're my friend (laughs) 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 uh you really have to work not to get there but yeah uh i don't know what samojo's i he still has the roh title so i assume he's going to be on honor honor.com Something. <laughs> honor.com. <laughs> over honor.com or something. I don't know. <laughs> House of honor.com. So, <laughs> t- Tony, this is free advertising. So if you want to send us some some merch or something, please feel free. It would be like, a break of wonder, honor merch. <laughs> I wonder what's at honor.com and nothing. Like nothing will load. <laughs> wow. Wow, it's available Scary. then. Dark yeah, web entrance so. portal. Probably, yeah. Um, I think that's it for us. The only thing I do want to just say, five seconds, the guns are the funniest men in wrestling. <laughs> the they're the, they're are the funniest guys. So the funny. The way they played that and the horror and shock in their face when FTR's music hit, and then they were just like, you <laughs> stupid idiots, they're in Japan. They're in Japan. <laughs> what, both of them doing their little faces where they're doing pretend crying and they're like... <laughs> 
it's and the so funeral funny. outfits. Like, <laughs> whoever put them like to make fun of FTR is so good because FTR is so humorless and like Dax takes himself so seriously, and then to have FTR just like so joy or to have the guns so joyfully just being like you are oh. fucking idiots. It's great. It's it's. it's- it's the perfect pairing. It's the absolute yeah, perfect pairing for like these slapstick morons mm-hmm. to be like poking holes in FTR. That's funny as hell. It's yeah. great. It and is like to make it funny for someone to slip on a banana peel. Like the person has to have some <laughs> dignity before they slip, yes. you know? And that's like, that's the setup we got there. <laughs> yeah. And I did actually have the, the cop, the true comedy thought when I was watching where I was like, this is the best FTR segment we've ever had. And I was like, <laughs> They're not here. They're not involved in this. Absolutely segment. riveted. And that's not incidental to how good the segment was. So. But, um, <laughs> okay. Does anybody have anything else to say? It was a good, good week. Start it was a good week. It was a good episode. It was a very good, for an episode that did not contain a single member of the elite, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> well, we did talk about them, but you're right. They weren't on TV this week, but we, we shoehorned them in there anyway. And you know we the always will. Hey, and the Seattle you know we crowd. Get it to you. That Seattle crowd was so psyched <laughs> you know to be we there. We had to do it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that Nick, that Nick meme. Yeah, that Nick meme. Is we had to do it to him. Okay. <laughs> On that note, I've been Allie. I've been Ann. And I've been Leah. This is Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And come back next week when we're going to be talking about Game 7, baby. <laughs>